This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Welcome to 20th Century Boy. I have to turn the music off for this because it's not going to work otherwise. So my name is right. and this is the inside of my mind. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I realized as I started, because obviously I have planned to do this joke. My name is right. and uh, I realized it wasn't going to work because it was on the same fader as this. So as I lowered the volume for this... This is also going to have the volume lowered and it wouldn't deliver. So then I was like, oh, I'll find a way around it. But then I was like, no, nah, I just don't have time. I'm just going to stop the music and play it. So my name is Uncut Jams. And this is the inside of my mind. Welcome to 20th Century Boy, a podcast by me, not Uncut Jams. Radio Mike, young writer and producer from here in Melbourne, Australia. Just living his life. Sometimes it's easier than other times. It's okay at the moment. It's not, you know, it's not great. It's not bad. Life is life. Hey, I, uh, I, uh, welcome to the podcast if you're new. Welcome back if you're not new, if you're old. Really appreciate you being here. Um, got a lot to talk about today and I've been super busy in my day-to-day life. Uh, so lo- lots and lots to talk about. First things first though, want to give a huge thank t- thanks to all of the new people who jumped on the Patreon last week. Uh, Patreon Ellie... Patreon Tyler, Patreon Laura, and Patreon Phil. Thank you for jumping on so much. We launched a new Patreon initiative last week, the t- 20th Century Boy Overflow, TCB Overflow, where I talk about stuff I wouldn't normally talk about on the show because it's too personal or embarrassing for me. Last week, I talked all about the uh, trip to Sydney for Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project. It's still up there. You can listen to it $1 a month or more. a month is $12 a year, which is three coffees a year. If you'd get coffee with me three times a year, jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Helps us keep the lights on here and pay all the expenses that the podcast costs. So it would be awesome uh, if you could consider jumping on for the TCB Overflow, which is up right now. This week, I'm going to talk about uh, the time that I sharted on a date, my most embarrassing story ever, which I will not tell anywhere else except on the overflow ever. So you must be on the overflow to hear it. Patreon.com slash Radio Mike. I'll also play a really funny outtake from Hamish and Andy's Remembering Project that uh, you will never hear anywhere else because it's an outtake. It'll never go out, but it is a funny outtake. So if you want to hear that, jump on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Radio Mike. Thank you so much to everyone who jumped on. It's really awesome seeing it grow. I also did, I've been talking on the podcast about at the start of every show, I start the show with a different name. You know, usually it's an RM theme. This week, of course, it was... Right. Um, but usually it's like, oh, really, oh, mad. Radio, rage against the, radio against the machine. Different RM theme names for Radio Mike. But sometimes it's just... Sometimes it's just something oh something like this is this just came to my mind Lightio House if I had been to a lighthouse that week which will probably never happen on the show but you know I asked someone to go back and look at all the names I've started the show with because a few weeks ago I used the name Rupert O Murdoch and I was like I think I've used that one before so 
someone sent in a bunch of the names I'd done for season three. Turns out I had used Rupert O. Murdoch before in season three, episode 31. But what's funny about it is I also used Rupert O. Murdoch in season three, episode 30, a week before that. So I used the same name twice in a row and in, and both times I act like it's this funny new innovation that's never been used. Whereas I literally used it two weeks in a row. So I've used that name three times now. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to say uh, is a huge, for me, huge, and thank you uh, to everyone for this. Uh, 2021 across 20th Century Boy and Harry Potter and the Boys, 100,000 downloads uh, in one year, which is huge for me. I know some podcasts are boasting like, hey, we got a million downloads or we got two million downloads or we got a billion downloads, um, which probably only Joe Rogan's podcast gets. Uh, but 100,000 listens across a year across my stuff is bloody phenomenal. And I can't believe that. So thank you so much if you've listened to any of my stuff. Um, I really appreciate it. Genuinely. If you like it a lot, patreon.com slash radio mic overflow podcast up now. Go hear about how I sharted on a date. I don't know. Um, of course, the biggest news of the week that I guess we must talk about is this. Right. You know, right. you don't know what this is. And this is just like one of the dumbest pop culture moments of the history of the world, I would say. I don't think there has ever been a stupider pop culture moment than this. Right. If you don't know what it is, here's the context. Um, I don't even, I think her name is Julia Fox. I can't even, I don't even know her name. I should have done research, but who cares? This is this podcast. Um, she was on a podcast called the Call Her Daddy podcast. She was an actor in the movie Uncut Gems, which was that Netflix original Adam Sandler movie that was a surprisingly more serious tone for Adam Sandler. I've personally never seen the film, though I've had good things. This woman, let's just look up her name. Maybe it's Lisa Fox. It's definitely someone Fox. Um, we should just check. Is it Julia Fox? I think it's Julia Fox. Is it Julia Fox? Julia Fox. She was asked by the girl from the Call Me Daddy podcast or Call Her Daddy podcast, um, are you Josh? Are you, are you, she dated Kanye West. Are you Kanye's muse? What is a muse? Ah. Oh, I was Josh Safke's muse when he worked on Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Right. This clip of her saying the words Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Right. Has gone viral. This is what has fixated. There are two things in the past two weeks that have been fixating all of our minds, right? Every single one of us has been thinking about one of two things. The first thing is the fact that World War Three is imminent. Russia has invaded Ukraine. Vladimir Putin has threatened other world leaders that if they try to intervene, they will see substantial retaliation from Russia. That is the thing that is fixating most human beings in the universe's minds for the past week. But the other half of us, or the other percentage of us, have simply been fixated by this. That is the only thing that... And this just shows the absurdity of the world that we are living in and and in some sick way the beauty of this world that we live in where literally russia one of the most powerful nations in the world with one of the most powerful leaders in the world who seems to be a huge psycho who just wants to start a war and is really leading his way to becoming the adolf hitler of the 21st century 
Most of us are thinking about that, but we still have time in this world for right. to go viral. That is the world we're living in. And who wouldn't want a little bit of right. when we're living in a world where World War Three is imminent? Guys, it's been a whirlwind of a year. It's been a whirlwind of a two years. We're just coming out of a pandemic and now we might be going into a war. And the biggest thing that our civilization can talk about is some lady on a podcast talking about... Right. I guess in times like this, all you can do is laugh. If you're new to the podcast, <laughs> I just had to talk about that. If you're new to the podcast, awesome. This is, uh, it's great to have you here. I hope that uh, hasn't put you off uh, a few updates from my life. Generally, this will be sort of a more update episode because I'm super busy this week. I, I know I said I'd have more time. This week, I don't have as much time, um, which sucks, but uh, here we are. Got a message from Patreon Timmy Dibbs. Welcome to the Radio Family, Patreo Timmy Dibbs. Welcome to the Patreo Family, because you're a Patreon. Three weeks until footy season starts, Mike. And uh, the reason he says that is because last year, as you know, I officially declared that 2022 will be Mike's big year of footy. I did float for a while about changing teams, AFL teams that is, but I have settled on the Essendon Bombers, my flagship team from when I was a kid. I will be supporting them. Bombers supporters, say hell yeah now. Hell yeah. Good to hear you. Good to hear you out there. Looking forward to watching and commenting on many football games this year because, as I said, 2022, Mike's big year of footy. Lots of discussion in the Discord. Jump in the Discord if you want to discuss this podcast with other people who listen to this podcast. Lots of discussion about the first game, personally. Don't know who Essendon is playing against in round one. Don't need to know that yet. Um, but it will be Mike's big year of footy. So get excited for a lot of footy-based content on this show. There won't really be that much. Of course, there's a few work updates now that I've wrapped on the 100 with Andy Lee in TV world. We are now working on uh, Hamish and Andy podcast, which starts again tomorrow at the time of recording. So we will be recording the first ep tomorrow, Tuesday. And uh, that's really exciting. Really looking forward to that. Great to be back in um, and uh, hopefully doing a little bit more on the show in terms of producing this year, which is cool. I'm also going back now to Listener, the production company that produces Hamish and Andy, and I will be doing a few more podcast producing roles with them casually while I work on my own stuff and also have a few freelance clients that I'm still working with and hopefully Pat, producer of this show, will be help, helping me out with some of those if the work gets too much. Of course, you can still win the podcast. We are Australia's and the world's only winnable podcast. You win the podcast by listening to the podcast. That's step one. Step two is if you do a 360 on the spot right now and you happen to see me in your vicinity right now while you're doing a 360, you've won the podcast. It is a game of chance, guys. You cannot rig it. You can't come to my house. You can't do any of those things. It is a game of chance. Good luck. You can always win the podcast. Come up to me if you've won and I will give you the prize. But of course, the sad news is if someone wins the podcast, the podcast does end forever because that's how games work. When someone wins them, the game ends. And this is a game. The podcast is 
the biggest audio game in the world. There's a new tag for you. Additionally, one more request I have for the listen of this, listeners of this podcast. You can rate podcasts on Spotify now. Would love for you guys to give me some ratings over on Spotify. Just looking at the podcast, you know, we have how many ratings do we have? 47 ratings. That's good. There's way more of you listening. I know. I see the numbers. Maybe you don't all listen on Spotify, but if you have Spotify, let's do a walkthrough right now. Go on to Spotify, type in 20th Century Boy, rate it. Five stars. We do accept four stars. We do not accept any stars three or under, as Radio Lazar reminded me. In the Discord, he said the rule is four or five stars, anything lower, and you must give it to another podcast. So give those three-star reviews to another podcast, guys. Rate it five, preferably. We're currently at a 4.8, which suggests that someone has given it four, which is pretty disappointing. But again, we do accept four stars. So thank you very much, guys. Brief reference to last week's episode before we get into some of the more meaty stuff for this episode. I don't know why I called it meaty. More of the fleshy, kind of fleshed out stuff. Anyway, you get what I mean. Uh, got a great message from Radio Katia. You might be a Patreon. I don't know. I think you might be. Sorry about that. Uh, last week I talked about the song Things That Rhyme With Orange by the band I Set My Friends On Fire. Which does now, I believe, get a spot in the Spotify playlist, 20th Century Boy playlist, which contains all the songs that have been relevant to the show over the over its four years. Got a great message from Katia, who said, Hey Mike, I got emo flashbacks as soon as I heard the title of the song, because I asked people to message in a black love heart if they recognized the song, which a lot of people did. Thank you for getting in touch. I actually still listen to Screamo and I'm a frequenter at live gigs before COVID starting from when I was 15. That's awesome. Because I think like, that's not the whole email, but I think when it comes to Screamo, it's like, I think a lot of people just like, I mean, I don't listen to Screamo. I don't listen to metal or anything like that. But I think there's clearly a great culture around it. And it's clearly, a. I think a lot of people listen to it like, while they're working out or to get like anger out and stuff like that, which I think is great. And uh, yeah, I think it's really good that, that uh, there are people who are really into it. I think it's great. I love punk music, whatever, each to their own. Out of all the concerts I've been to, Screamo had some of the best people who were so respectful. And whilst we all bashed into each other and we, we made such an effort to make sure everyone was safe compared to concerts where it was all teenage girls and they just didn't care about anyone but themselves. My first ever concert was The Amity Affliction. Hadn't even heard any of their songs, but one of my friends really liked them and invited me to the gig. And I was like, yeah, sure. Amity Affliction. They're pretty cool. They're like an, they're an Australian metal band. That was my first ever gig. What was your first ever gig? Because I remember being at the Amity Affliction, which was a screamo band, with all these punk kids, and I was just wearing a, a hoodie and jeans and Converse sneakers at this Amity Affliction gig, being like, I do not know any Amity Affliction songs. Anyway, <laughs> what was your first gig? Thank you for the feedback, Katya. I've realised a big thing about me that I think is going to change the whole game with me. 
and I think people might be disappointed about this, but it's it's a reality that I I realize I must accept. And here it is. I'm commonly known across many different media platforms as the gamer kind of guy. I'm commonly known as a gamer. That's kind of like my thing. But I I actually have an announcement to make, and this is huge. You know, we're going to be, you know, Mike's big year of footy, and now I'm about to lay this bombshell. I have realized that I don't like games. I don't like games, and I don't play games anymore. And this is a huge realization. It's like I'm saying goodbye to an old friend. But what I've realized is I don't like games. I like Smash Bros. I actually don't enjoy playing any video game except for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Nintendo Switch Online. Why? I don't know. This all started, It's I've had this thought in the back of my head for a while. Maybe it's like I don't like what games are now. There's this big game everyone's talking about. It's called Elden Ring. The story of the game is written by George R.R. R. Martin, creator of Game of Thrones. And, you know, heaps of positive reviews. Everyone's talking it up. Everyone's talking about it. It's meant to be one of the best games ever. And I'm like, I look at some reviews and I'm like, yeah, this game looks awesome. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it all night. I'm going to love it. This is going to be the best experience ever. I go out. I spend my $85 at JB Hi-Fi, not sponsored. I buy the game. I bring it home. I install it into my PlayStation 5. I turn it on and almost instantly there's this crushing feeling in my brain where I'm like, I'm never going to finish this game and I already don't want to play it. Sad reality, but it's true. And it's nothing to do with the game. Like games, it's not me, it's you. No, it's not you, it's me. It's very much me. Games, please don't be offended, but video games now, and I'm sorry to say this, I don't like the way most of them are going, which is like they're these big, you play as like a big bulky character who like just is doesn't feel fluid to control and everything's really weighty and like you it happened with Assassin's Creed those games were really good they were like really light and you know the combat was really light and the traversal was great now it's like so blocky and open world and uh, like it's the same as Elden Ring I just want to play Super Smash Bros because everything about that game feels right to me like everything feels like it's in its right place Everything moves the way I think it should move. And now like every single, the last games I remember playing that I really loved was this game on PS4 called Horizon Zero Dawn, where you play in this post-apocalyptic world where there are robot dinosaurs and you have a bow and arrow and you have to kill the robot dinosaurs with your bow and arrow. That was fun and it controlled really well. And then after that, I played, or before that, probably I played Final Fantasy XV, which also played really well and was a really fun open world. But I don't know, maybe I just can't get into this Elden Ring shit. Maybe I just, even Pokemon Legends Arceus, which I talked about the other week, like I just, it's just a not, like I just, I think it's like my attention span can't play those games anymore. And Smash Bros is just a fighting game where you play like five minute rounds 
and then you're into the next one and there's heaps of variety. You can change up characters. It's just like, it's, it's a pastime that I enjoy rather than something I have to focus really hard on. So guys, sad reality, I don't like games. Deal with it. You guys probably are already dealing with it. But yeah, I just, I just don't enjoy them. Please help me enjoy games again because that is what I would want more than anything else. I've realized, I've realized that Ed Sheeran is a genius. We all know Ed Sheeran. Classic. He, he's, he's like, I don't know. He's like the Michael Jackson of our generation. Now, you know what I mean. I don't mean it in that way. I don't mean it in that way. I mean, in terms of like widespread influence and musical prowess and musical presence in the world. <clears throat> he's huge. Like, Started all those years ago with the A-team. He's in the class A-team, stuck in that daydream. We all know it. Lego house, drunk, classics. Sing came out and then 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 he got big into pop. Shape of You, Castle on the Hill. I'm in love with the shape of you. He's huge. And what I've realized is that he's actually a genius, not in the sense that he's a great musician, which I do think, I think that Ed Sheeran's music is really good. I think he's a great singer songwriter. It's no surprise to me that he's huge. It's no surprise to me that he's the Michael Jackson of this generation. You know what I mean? What I realized is Ed Sheeran's strategy is very subtle, but very clever. It all started last night when I was going for a run, follow me on Strava, by the way, Radio Mike, and one of Ed Sheeran's latest singles, of course, is Bad Habits. Bad habits lead to late nights and in alone Conversations with a stranger I barely know Very poppy, straight up pop song, kind of different, you know, he's come very far from his acoustic guitar kind of roots and, you know, kind of continues like that, you know? What I realized though, when I was running, I went into my Spotify new releases and I stumble across something absolutely insane, which made me realize what a psycho genius Ed Sheeran really is. And I'll take you back a bit. We all know one of the most, such a beautiful song, Perfect. We all know Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Absolute classic, classic hit. Good time, great classic hit. Ed Sheeran released the song Perfect all those years ago. And what I've realized is Ed Sheeran, here's what, I, here's what I'm going to say. Ed Sheeran expands and collaborates with every single possible artist from every possible demographic to get as many people listening to his music as possible. And it's a genius tactic. He actually did an album called Number Six Collaborations Pro- Project where he collaborated with Khalid, Camila Cabello, Eminem, 50 Cent, Justin Bieber, right? Bruno Mars, all these big acts. He collaborated with them and made songs with them and they were all huge. Whether you liked them or you hated them, they were all huge on pop radio, right? So he's getting all those pop stars. Perfect, after he put the single out, he released it as another single with this time Beyonce, doing the second verse. Well, I found a man Stronger than anyone I know Why is that genius? 
Oh, I don't know, because Beyonce is probably one of the biggest acts in the entire world. Why would he not collaborate with someone like Beyonce, right? Get everyone on board with you. You know, if Beyonce works with Ed Sheeran, then everyone who listens to Beyonce thinks Ed Sheeran's awesome. If Eminem collaborates with Ed Sheeran, then all of Eminem's listeners go, oh, yeah, if if M's working with Ed Sheeran, I guess he must be good. 50 Cent fans. Oh, 50 Cent did a song with Ed Sheeran. I guess it's cool to like Ed Sheeran now. Don't underestimate it. That's what he's doing. That's what he wants you to think. uh, Stormzy. He did a song with Stormzy. All of Stormzy's fans who might be like, oh, Ed Sheeran, he's just like some singer-songwriter dickhead oh, he did a song with Stormzy, cool. It's cool to listen to Ed Sheeran now. It's okay to listen to Ed Sheeran now. Follow up on Beyonce, you think Ed Sheeran might have been done. No, here's how he gets you again. Hmm, what other demographics am I missing here? What other demographics have I not tapped into? Oh, I don't know, every single nonna in the world? Because I shit you not, he then releases the song Perfect again this time with Italian opera singer Andrea Bocelli singing the second verse in Italian. Sei la mia donna, la forza delle onde del mare, This isn't a coincidence. This is literally Ed Sheeran and his entire team going undercover and being like, how do we reach literally everyone in the world? Calling it now, calling it right now, Next album, or within the next five years, Ed Sheeran will collaborate with BTS, the Korean pop group. Calling it right now. It will happen. Coldplay did it. Why wouldn't Ed Sheeran do it? It'll happen. Telling you now, because my nonna, old Italian woman who lives down the road, she's never heard of on... She's never heard of on... She's never heard of Ed Sheeran. Until this. And as soon as Ed Sheeran does this, suddenly all my nonna wants to do is listen to this. And nonna is definitely not listening to this. Right? I'm not actually joking. Now, when I was on the run, literally, I thought, yeah, so, you know, Ed Sheeran works with all these big pop artists, get as many ears around his music as possible in the pop world. No, it gets even deeper. And you thought the Andrea Bocelli thing was big. Well, you were wrong. I see in my Spotify new releases, none other than Bad Habits is released as a single again. Ed Sheeran featuring Bring Me The Horizon. Would you consider yourself... Oh, sorry, I played the... <laughs> I played the wrong grab. I'll set that up again. <laughs> Didn't think I had that grab on there. Sorry, guys. Bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Ed Sheeran featuring... Really diminished the effect, but I have to do it again in case we make a clip of it so there's a clean setup. Ed Sheeran featuring Bring Me The Horizon. That's right. Bring Me The Horizon, punk, not punk, post-hardcore kind of hardcore metal group. That's who Ed Sheeran has collaborated with this time, right? Bring Me The Horizon, who kind of make music like this, except better. Like, they're quite a popular and successful post-hardcore band, and Ed Sheeran has now done... Listen to it. 
I, I just, and this is where the genius kicks in. He's got nonnas. He's got women. He's got classic rap fans with 50 Cent. He's got new rap fans with Stormzy. He's got every pop artist under the sun. He's got guys on his side now. You know, like a lot of guys sometimes go with singer-songwriters. Ah, oh, you bloody, bloody lame just for the chicks. No. Now he's even trying to appeal to the hardcore metal audience. Ed Sheeran is a genius, a strategic, meticulous, scheming genius, and we didn't even realise it. He's been doing it under our nose for years, and he's been building to it, calling, as I said, BTS within five years. Who else do I think he'll collaborate with? Who's some... uh, Kid Leroy, big possibility. Get into a younger market, get into someone, you know, someone Australian. Surprise there hasn't been a Paul McCartney collaboration. I know he wrote the song Love Yourself for Justin Bieber, so the Bieber one makes sense. But, wow, man, Sheeran, absolute genius. I genuinely feel like I've kind of cracked the code with that. Like, I can't believe when I saw Bring Me the Horizon, like, that's almost like, I think, oh, he also, he did a song with Skrillex as well. Skrillex. He will collaborate with anyone. So every single demographic goes, oh, I guess Ed Sheeran's cool. You know, if I was, if Ed Sheeran did a, did a song with Blink-182, I would be like, fuck yeah. Like, I already love Ed Sheeran, but I'd be like, yes, Ed Sheeran, now I'm going to listen to all your music and get into you. That's what he does. He plants a little seed and he gets you in. That's what he does. That's how he's always going to be. That's why he's one of the biggest. Calling it now. On the topic of music, it has been a music-heavy episode. Sorry. <laughs> I love that grab just because the lyric is blame it on the corporate skyscrapers in the clouds, which is such a pop punk um weaselly kind of lyric like oh yeah fuck you mr president like so sometimes i might play that if i'm being satirical about being anti-authority but guys um started this last week did my top three blink 182 songs now i'm gonna do my top three green day songs and explain them before we wrap up uh let me know yours and let me know any band i might continue with this so let me know any band you'd want me to do my top three songs of but the top three Green Day songs. And Green Day is one of those bands that just, they have hundreds of songs, so many great B-sides, sometimes better than the singles. But I've narrowed it down to three, which was really hard. Number three is Warning from their 2000 album, Warning. This is only a test. Why? Because I think it was such a unique sound for them. I think it's a great song lyrically. Like the whole song is, um, the, the idea for the song was trying to make a song only using words from signs, like warning, um, public service announcement, but it strayed a bit from that. Also, the music video was amazing. It's all these people doing the opposite of what normal things to do are, like running by the pool and running with scissors and crossing the road without looking and all this stuff. Great video, great song. Number two is What's Her Name, the final track from the album American Idiot and probably the best song on that album. I remember the face, but I can't recall the name. Now I wonder how what's her name has been. The reason for that is that 
the whole album, I don't think many people know this, but the whole album American Idiot, which was a huge groundbreaking post 9-11 album, um, you know, that totally changed, you know, kind of made Green Day for that period one of the biggest bands in the world with that album. Huge. Obviously had the song American Idiot, Wake Me Up When September Ends, Jesus of Suburbia, Bunch Holiday, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, all those songs, you know, and the whole album is like American Idiot literally like dealing with post 9-11 America. Like look what, look where we got with the American Idiot, George Bush and what he did. And it's a phenomenal concept album, whether you're into rock operas or punk rock or not, it's a phenomenal album that I think everyone should listen to in their lifetime. And uh it has a it has like a loose narrative like there's characters in it like saint jimmy and what's her name and um jesus of suburbia there's characters that are interweaved in the story it even became um adapted into a broadway musical and within this story of like loss and hurt and everything and like i think the the reason the song wake me up when september ends resonated so much which is a song on a personal level about billy joe armstrong's dad dying in the month of September but also on a more broad level like literally wake me up when September ends like this album came out a few years after 9-11 and I think that's why that song resonated so much with so many people in America and around the world um and that's why I think it's such an important album because of those themes of like rebellion and anger at authority oh anger at authority anyway (laughs) Uh, there was a perfect opportune moment to use it. Um, but in the midst of that is this love story and this story of like these three young people, a, a bunch of young people and how they're dealing with life in these circumstances. And what's her name is sort of from the perspective of the main person, the main person in the in the album and their perspective on what's her name, who's a, a woman he loved who he no longer really has anything to do with and remembers. And lyrically, I think it's so profound. I think it's a great breakup song. I remember the face, but I can't recall the name. I really, really like that song. Go and listen to that album. If you've never listened to it, listen to it and just enjoy it. It's a really good album. It's a really great album. But the number one song, I think I've talked about this somewhere before, but it's the song Longview. <laughs> think the reason why I like this song so much is because it resonates so much with me and who I am and my experience being young and my experience being lost in in youth and kind of being spat out into you know this dare I say it this huge kind of system and this huge like spat out of this I went to like this private school where there was a very specific way that they wanted you to be and you know Sorry not to do this again, but you kind of feel like, hey, fuck the system a bit. Because you're so... And I felt... I remember being young and feeling so lost and feeling so alone and not having any direction for my life and what I wanted to do and just being bored a lot and feeling so restrained of my own doing. And that's what the song Longview is all about. It's literally about sitting at home, not knowing what to do or not having anything to do 
and not having any motivation and direction and you know the song also goes into like smoking a lot of weed and masturbating a lot and all these kind of vices that humans use to avoid doing stuff or to feel like they're doing something or achieving something and that's why that song to me is the most profound song that Green Day has ever done. Let me know yours. Follow the podcast Instagram, TCB Pod, of course. Thank you. There's over a hundred followers there now, which is absolutely amazing to see. And it's always growing. There's original content for the show that goes up on there. So, um, you know, lots of different uh, stories I put up, posts I put up and things like that. So definitely check that out. If you're a fan of the show, jump on TCB Pod on Instagram and uh, get involved there. Message me there or at just radio.mike on Instagram as well. Guys, Let's wrap up the show by doing one of these. The plug. I will be doing, oh, there was a mic talks the on Monday. Usually they come out Fridays and very irregularly. The new one is with Blake Pavey, comedian and TikTok sensation. Really clever young guy um, who I'm really excited to watch what, he does moving forward in life because he's a really talented comedian. So go and check that out and check out a bunch of the other mic talks as well. There's a link in the description to this podcast. Of course, the Patreon, little as a dollar a month. I don't want to drill it in, but yep, the Overflow podcast is up there right now. Just give a dollar, jump on for a month. You'll get four bonus podcasts and like you'll be able to, then you can, if you want to jump off, jump off. That's understandable. Jump on when there's something you want. Last week, Hamish Nandy's Remembering Project, talking all about that this week. Embarrassing story about how I sharded on a date and an exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes outtake from the Remembering Project as well as that. Next week, I'm going to tell a story about how on the weekend I nearly got kidnapped by an Uber driver. These are stories I won't tell on the pod because generally they're embarrassing for me or contain content that I wouldn't want to share too publicly about stupid things I was doing on that night or stupid things, you know, stuff like that. Um, so that's what you get on the Patreon. Also, last week over on the Patreon, there was a chat between, uh, on the Pat and Mike show, 15 episodes of the Pat and Mike show up. That's Pat, the producer of this show. Um, absolute legend. Pat and I actually did on request from the Patreons, how we make 20th Century Boy. Like what goes into, what thought goes into us making the show? How do we make it? What do we put together? How do I produce it? And I might do a follow-up this week on that with Pat um, on how, what kind of, maybe it's not interesting to everyone, but like the setup I have in terms of recording camera and all that. And so if you want to hear more behind the scenes stuff of how we work and how we put together the show, um, there's that on the Patreon too. So you'll get a Pat and Mike and the overflow, which is up right now for a dollar. Of course, Harry Potter and the Boys still runs every week. Sammy Garlap has been doing such an amazing job. He is so fucking funny on that show. And I really want him to come back. And it seems like a lot of you would be totally supportive of that. I will do a couple episodes of Harry Potter and the Boys um, with a couple new guests. Charlie Clawson from Tofop Universe will be joining me. Um, But last week's episode was, uh, I can't even remember the, uh, yeah, I can't remember the name of the chapter. It was something. Um, and sometimes we stray completely off topic of Harry Potter. Here's a great moment from last week's ep that we actually turned into a clip 
that I really love, just to tease it for you. One time we sung Imagine by John Lennon, which is one of the biggest atheist songs ever written at one of the most Catholic schools in Melbourne. And I just was like to the choir teacher, don't you think it's weird we're singing the biggest atheist song ever written? He's like, you don't have to believe what you sing, Michael. (laughs) Especially one of the lines, imagine no religion. I think we had to change it to imagine go religion. Go religion! Imagine, yes, religion. (laughs) It's easy if you You try. try. Isn't there a book in the Bible, the the Beat... The Beatitudes? The Beatitudes. Isn't that one? Yeah. So instead of the Beatles, Beatitudes. The four Gospels of the Bible. John, Paul... Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> this reading is from the book of Ringo. I'd like to Jesus. be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. <laughs> I'd like to be. I uh, love that moment so much. So having a great time on that pod and thank you for checking out the stuff. There's the lovable nerd feed, which is MP3 rips in podcast form of the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel as well. Please subscribe. Pop culture videos at least every week. So there's always something that might be your flavor Recently put up an episode that is also on Lovable Nerd uh, of my thoughts of How I Met Your Father, the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, and uh, that video is doing really well. I also did a video on why I think the new Disney movie Encanto is really bad and overrated, and that that video is going gangbusters for my stand. It's like heaps of views and heaps of comments every day. It's making people really angry, I think. So I think part of my strategy I want to do is just every time Disney puts out a movie, I'm going to do a video talking about why I think that movie sucks, even though I probably won't think it sucks. It just seems like on YouTube, causing a stir is the best way to get people to watch your videos. And of course, the YouTube clips, uh, sorry, the podcast clips channel. Type in, there's a link in the description of this, but also Radio Mike podcast clips, clips from the podcast going out at least three a week. Um, Also dipping into the archive and digging up old clips, popping them up on that channel. So if you want short bite-sized clips, or if you like something on the show, check the clips channel, share it with some friends, put it in the group chat, get people to check it out, get people talking about the show. Um, So the clips channel would appreciate some more subscribers there. It seems to be growing. Posting regular clips seems to be working a lot as well. So that is awesome. I would love to see you guys subscribing there. Um, TCB pod on Insta, radio.mic on Insta. Uh, It's Radio Mike on Twitter, radiomikepod at gmail.com, 1-800-438-353 if there's anything you would like to contribute via voice on the show. And patreon.com slash radiomike one more time. One-off donations, paypal.me slash it's radiomike. Guys, I'll speak to Patreons over on the overflow. That is up now. So looking forward to speaking to you there. But that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening again. As I said at the top of the show, 100,000 listeners in 2021. That's so huge. And it genuinely means so much to me that this dumb podcast I started a few years ago, like has this culture around it and is one of genuinely one of my favorite things that I do week to week. Like the fact that you guys listen to me talk shit for an hour a week and engage in the conversations you wish you were having with your friends, with me, a one-sided conversation with me. Like, I really want to do something soon, like some kind of event, because I really want to meet you guys. I really want to talk to you all. And I hope, you know, a bunch of people message me on Instagram sometimes and be like, hey, I just saw you like on the street in Kensington, or I just saw you in the city. If you see me like, come and speak to me. That would make my day if you guys came up to me and were like, Mike, hey, how are you? Like, I'd love to meet all of you because this whole thing means 
so much to me. Um, guys, my name's been Radio Mike. This podcast has been the inside of my mind. Don't block the MDF. I'm a very calm young man. Some of your older staff could learn a lot from me. Uh, don't lie to me because I'll see you. If I see you, I'll see you in the Dream Factory. Will Kennedy, finish your farm project. Love you long time, but also short time. See you later, legends. Thank you so much. podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch radiomikepod at gmail.com.